Okay, so we're back. Time to talk about did Israeli officials know beforehand about the Hamas attack? Did the Israeli officials know about it beforehand? Let's get into it. Hard Talk Radio, I'm 4K. around Gaza and roamed at will, killing scores of civilians in Israeli towns. Analysts are flagging intelligence gaps which undermined what was thought to be an aggressive and successful led approach towards Gaza by Israel. Israeli agencies and defense chiefs are facing growing questions over how this could have happened. The big question is, did Israel ignore warnings from Egypt? Egypt has a peace treaty with Israel and also borders the Gaza Strip, a Hamas stronghold. Egypt has in the past repeatedly been called upon to act as a mediator, with Cairo also happy to add to its diplomatic prestige. For Israelis, images of dead bodies lying in the streets or groups of civilians being driven or marched into captivity in Gaza came as a profound shock. According to an Egyptian intelligence official, Cairo repeatedly warned Tel Aviv. The official said the Israeli officials were more focused on the West Bank and ignored the threats from the Gaza Strip. The office of the Israeli Prime Minister stated that This is basically a uh, Pearl Harbor incident, you know. Australian intelligence warned the U.S. of incoming Japanese fighters coming towards Pearl Harbor, and they ignored it. Hmm. After that, war happened that was done on purpose you could also say the same with the israeli government letting this happen Netanyahu received no message in advance from egypt citing a source close to hamas news agency reuters stated the militant group conducted years-long campaign to manipulate israel hamas also fooled Tel Aviv into believing that it was not aiming for an armed conflict. Israel has always regarded Hamas as a sworn enemy since inflicting heavy damage on Gaza in a 10-day war in 2021. Israel had adopted a mix of carrot and stick approach to maintain stability in the Gaza Strip. It offered economic incentives, including thousands of work permits, allowing the Gazans to work in Israel or the West Bank. And at the same time, it maintained a tight blockade and the constant threat of airstrikes. Israel thought the approach was keeping the militant group in check. However, the Hamas fighters were conducting drills in plain sight and even constructed a mock Israeli settlement in Gaza. The militant group even made videos of the drills to improve their tactics. The Hamas group also tried different tactics to avoid leaks. Many Hamas leaders were unaware and even Hamas uh, um, fighters involved in the attack were not given any details or the exact purpose of the drills. Hamas has controlled Gaza since 2007. Netanyahu's right-wing government has always made great play of its security credentials and also taken an uncompromising stance towards the Palestinian militant factions. However, when, when the time came, Israel's security apparatus appeared to break down. Previous conflicts between Hamas and Israel have ended through mediation by powers with a keen interest in West Asian peace. All right, let's get into the... Uh, let's get into... Uh, the story right here, get into the article about it. <clears throat> Israel was told told the military to stand down after Egypt warned of incoming Hamas attack. Israeli military were told to stand down three days before Hamas launched a terrorist attack. 
that saw hundreds of civilians lose their lives. According to Egyptian officials, the Israeli government were warned about the attack three days before it occurred, but they decided to stand down and allow the terrorists to do their worst. Egypt says that it had repeatedly warned Israel of Hamas surprise invasion in the weeks leading up to the terrorist attack, but the warnings were ignored. And then reports, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office blasted reports of the Egyptians warning as fake news in a Monday post on Twitter, formerly known as X. He sounds like Donald Trump. However, Republican Representative Michael Kukal, Republican of Texas, Chairman of the House of Foreign Affairs Committee has now said that Egypt alerted Israel about Hamas plans three days before the assault was launched last Saturday. In a Wednesday statement, McCall confirmed what Egypt, Egyptian intelligence has previously said and contradicted Netanyahu's claims. McCall said officials are trying to ascertain how Israel could have missed the warning. They didn't miss it, they ignored it. There seems to be an intelligence failure, McCall said. We're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it. McCall has just received a closed door briefing for an update on the crisis from Biden administration officials before he issued a statement. We know Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event like this could happen, McCall confirmed. We know this, this, was, this has been planned perhaps a long as a year ago. Let's see what has to be said. We heard from the administration. There seems to have been a failure of intelligence as well. Uh, we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how it. That's a lie. That's a lie. This was planned. You don't have that type of technology that Israel has, the Iron Dome, and you let this happen, knowing that lives could be lost in the process. Israel missed it. We know that it, it, Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event, event like this could happen. We know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. The other concern... Netanyahu's office blasted reports about the warning as fake news. The report to the effect that Prime Minister Netanyahu received a message in advance from Egypt is absolutely false. The Prime Minister's office account tweeted on Monday, no message in advance has arrived from Egypt, and the Prime Minister has neither spoken nor met with the head of Egyptian intelligence since the, the formation of the government, neither directly or indirectly. This is totally fake news. When asked where the confirmation about the warning had come from, the call said the intelligence was out there. I don't want to get too into classified to classifies but a warning was given i think the question is at what level he said in the wake of the attacks allies who share intelligence with israel said security agencies were misreading a reality egyptian intelligence officials said egypt which often serves as media between israel and hamas had spoken repeatedly with the israelis about a looming attack the official told the associate press news agency that cairo had repeatedly warned the Israelis that something big was being planned from Gaza. We have learned them, we have learned, we have warned them an explosion of the situation is coming and very soon it would be big, said the official who spoke on condition of anonymity. And, but they, but they underestimated such warnings. More than 1,500 militants stormed through the Gaza security barrier in coordinated land, air, and sea attack on Saturday. The death toll in Israel from the Hamas attacks has reached 1,200. Hamas has meanwhile condemned Democratic President Joe Biden's remarks on Tuesday. Biden said Israel had a duty to respond to the attacks, which he called an act of sheer evil. The terrorist group said Biden's remarks were inflammatory and aimed to escalate nations in the Gaza Strip. Escalate tensions in the Gaza Strip. In the wake of the Hamas attack, the U.S. has moved an aircraft, aircraft carrier, ships, and jets to the eastern Mediterranean. America is also providing Israel with additional equipment and ammunition. Wow, that is insane. That is really insane right now. You can see how, you know, how ruthless Prime Minister um, Benjamin Netanyahu is. He will sacrifice his own people to for a land grab. That's what he will do. Completely insane how he is and how he acts. 
All right. He doesn't care. He just does not care. But what happens to those people? It is very sad about how his mind works. All right. Now let's look into something with Egypt. Okay. Egypt opens air corridor to, for aid to besiege Gaza. Humanitarian supplies for Palestinians should be delivered to Al Arish International Airport, Cairo has announced. Egypt is facilitating international aid flights for Gaza at El Arish International Airport in northern Sinai. Its foreign minister announced on Thursday, emphasizing the urgency of providing relief to Palestinians affected by the Israeli military blockade. The Rafal border crossing between Egypt and the Gaza Strip is open for business and has not been completely closed, the Egyptian foreign minister said, adding that the Palestinian side had been damaged by repeated Israeli shelling. Egypt demands that Israel refrain from striking the Palestinian side of the border crossing so that repair and reconstruction efforts are successful and allow it to function as a checkpoint and a lifeline for the Palestinian Brothers Ministry. It stated, Israel Defense Forces have dropped bombs and cut off water and electricity to the densely populated Palestinian enclave, reportedly leaving residents desperate for food, fuel, and medicine. The military said the blockade would remain in place until Hamas, the Palestinian militant group that controls much of the Gaza, released dozens of hostages captured during a bloody weekend invasion. Hamas launched what it termed Operation Al-Qaeda Flood on Saturday, firing rockets and sending commandos deep into Israeli territory. Israel has reported that at least 1,300 dead and 3,300 injuries as of Thursday, while Palestinian authorities in Gaza have confirmed 1,203 fatalities and 5,763 injuries since the conflict began. Cairo, which shares a border with the southern part of the narrow coastal region on the Mediterranean Sea, has expressed concern about the Israeli forces' total blockade. Egypt's Al-Arash airport, located about 45 kilometers from the Gaza border was ready to receive aid shipments from Qatar and Jordan, but these would not be delivered until humanitarian corridors were established. Reuters reported citing Egyptian security forces, there is no justification for targeting civilians and exposing them to killing, besieging, starving, or displacing in a way that is inconsistent with the principles of international humanitarian law. Egyptian Foreign Minister Samuel Sakuri said at a press briefing on Thursday, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which is based on territorial claims, has been a source of friction for decades. A United Nations resolution backed by the UN of, by the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, the USSR, in 1947, called for the creation of two states, Israel and Palestine. Only Israel, however, came into being. Egypt often plays a key role in meditating the conflict, mediating the conflict between neighboring Israel and Palestine. On Tuesday, the North African country's president, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, said he hoped for a resolution through negotiations that would result in a fair peace settlement and the establishment of a Palestinian state. Now, here's the problem that I got with Egypt now. Okay. Watch what they're doing right here. Egypt is taking measures to prevent a fair use mass exodus of Palestinians from the Gaza Strip into its Sinai Peninsula as Israel's continued bombardment of the area halted crossings at the main exit point on Tuesday. 
While Egypt has not officially commented on the situation at Rafah, high-level Egyptian security sources said on Tuesday that the country refuses to allow Gazans to settle in Sinai and urged Israel to instead provide safe passage for civilians. Rafah is the only possible crossing point into Sinai from Gaza, with the rest of the Strip surrounded by sea and by Israel, which announced a total siege of Gaza on Monday and could launch a ground offensive. While there has been no sign so far of a mass exodus at the crossing, it remains shut on Wednesday, with the Egyptian military taking up new positions close to the border to monitor the situation. Seems like it's okay to lend aid to the Palestinians, but um you don't want to take them in so you just want to let them you're just going to have stick them there and let them get bombed to death by the israeli government that is very very disturbing to say the least sad but this is how it's uh it's looking for these uh these Palestinians, all right? But like I said, I mean, as both sides that are, um, that are suffering and you're looking at how the Palestinians are treated um, in that dense pocket called, you know, the Gaza Strip, all right? Very disheartening. And I'm gonna show you how both sides are just fueling the fire, just really just making it worse instead of coming together and just be like, you know what? We need to push for both sides, the Israeli government, Palestinians, you know, for peace and to turn on Hamas. That's what needs to happen. But I'll show you this, the left, I'm gonna show you what the left is doing right now. All right. Black Lives Matter tweets celebrating Hamas rave massacre, then doubles down. After celebrating the Hamas paraglider massacre at a rave in Israel, which killed more than 260 people, Black Lives Matter Chicago has deleted their tweet and said they had that they had sent out messages that they were not proud of and then say we stand with Palestine and the people who will do what they must to live free. The statement continues. Okay. Yesterday we sent out a message that we we're proud of. We stand with Palestine and people who will do what they must to live free. Our hearts are with the grieving mothers, those rescuing babies from rubble and who are in danger of being wiped out completely. The Marxist organization then tweeted that they were praying to God to please unharden Israel's heart and to help them to stop bombing children and taking over people's homes and building fences. Okay. <clears throat> but here's the thing, you know, you have both sides that are complicit with this. Hamas side, that's for the Palestinians. They claim to be for the Palestinians and the Israeli government once again. However distasteful it was to celebrate the rave massacre, Black Lives Matter has been consistent in their views. Okay. All right. And of course, the ADL says white supremacists are celebrating the attack on Israel. White supremacist leaders are openly celebrating Hamas' attack on Israel, cheering explicit deportations of violence against Israelis and promoting brutal brutality against the Israelis worldwide. Okay. While this city suggests that there are Israel flags, that there are Israel Israeli flags flying at white supremacist rallies. All right. Let's get into this one, okay? A tweet from Brendan Gutschen Swanger. When you go to a Black Lives Matter rally, you see Palestinian flags. When you go to a white supremacist rally, you see Israeli flags. Speeches held at today's pro-Palestinian rally in Dearborn, Michigan. This is what I'm talking about, man. The elites, okay, using their puppet groups to bring division. Let's hear it. So don't let them get it twisted. This is not complicated. When you go to a Black Lives Matter rally, you see Palestinian flags. When you go to a white supremacy rally, you see Israeli flags. This is not complicated. White supremacist rallies do not like Israel. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Why would they hold Israeli flags? They really do not like Israelis. They don't. When Zionists march down the street, they say death to Arabs. When we march down the street, we say free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. It's a lot of money in this division, I tell you. All right. A crowd at the steps of Sydney Opera House chants gassed it. Wow. Wow. Here to observe the white supremacist rally in MAGA country and don't believe your lying eyes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. That's a joke about... <laughs> that's a joke about Jesse Smollett. <laughs> uh, let's get into it. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Free, free Palestine. Oh, boy. Black Lives Matter, more formally siding with Hamas, is going to complicate the scheduled race rights in 2024. Our regime is going to have to cook something else up. Or maybe Jack Taper, etc., will pretend none of this happened and do propaganda for Black Lives Matter again. We'll see. <laughs> At least two Black Lives Matter groups have made statements on X, formerly known as Twitter, supporting Hamas, the terrorist group responsible for the deaths of over 1,200 Israelis, including women and babies. The first Black Lives Matter group at Black Lives Matter grassroots issued a lengthy statement, among others. Okay, I worry. Okay, here we are among other things, that when a people have been subjected to decades of apartheid and unimaginable violence, their resistance must not be condemned, but understood as a desperate act of self-defense. Okay. This should not be, surprised, not be a surprise since Melina Abdullah, the co-director of the group, has been accused of anti-Semitism, according to the Influential Watch. But if you thought this was a little distasteful, here's what Black Lives Matter official um, affiliate tweeted stand with palestine okay again we use a screenshot of the tweet since we suspect this will be deleted quickly okay on october 7th 2003 hamas terrorists and paragliders attacked a music festival in israel killing over 260 people okay like i said this was this could have been avoided if they use their Iron Dome system, but they didn't because they wanted this to happen. Don't worry, you know, you have Israeli citizens that they are, uh, they demand that um, Netanyahu be ousted. It doesn't get much clearer than that. Black Lives Matter standing with paragliding terrorists who killed hundreds of innocent Israeli concert goers as community note makes it clear ultimately elon musk who has repeatedly been accused of anti-semitism by the anti-defamation league which in turn has frequently supported black lives matter in the past made it clear how he feels about their comment all right your position is clear clear the thing is like you know elon musk is a businessman and he has sided with neo-nazi ukraine he gave them Starlink. Let's not forget that. And he has said Nazi is not what you think it means. Okay. So he's not going to, he's going to try and capitalize off this. He's not going to try and uh, upset the apple cart. Okay. One person, Wolver, said this is the equivalent of this 
displaying airplanes in front of buildings post 9-11 with the caption, we support Al-Qaeda. Okay, when we all know, like, you know, with 9-11, that was a, you know, a planned attack deliberately to happen and to allow the U.S., you know, U.S. military to go into other countries in the Middle East and, you know, get resources. <clears throat> Presumably, the fallen companies will be demanding their money back, all 99 billion of it, and will promptly cease any and all donations to Black Lives Matter affiliated groups and issue a statement of regret for their prior support. Bank of America, 18.5 million, BlackRock, 810 million, Adidas, 120 million, Amazon, 169.5 million, American Express, 50 million, Apple, 100 million, IBM, 252 million, Kellogg's, 91 million, Microsoft, 244.6 million, PGA Tour, 100 million, Warner Brothers, um, Discovery, 115 million. Now, let me show you the other side now. The other side of this that is really, really uh, putting the screws and just basically showing you, all right, that they don't really care about you. I mean, out the, the outer gall of it, all right? Here we are. Okay. This is from uh, Rabbi Chaim Richmond. Remember that name, Rabbi Chaim Richmond. This is what he has to say. I just want to say this to our Christian friends, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just, to, just to call it as it is and say it straight out, you know, you, you guys are worshiping one Jew. That's a mistake. You should be worshiping every single one of us because we all die for your... Let me play that again. I, I just want to say this to our Christian friends, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just to, just to call it as it is and say it straight out, you know, you, you guys are worshiping one Jew. That's a mistake. You should be worshiping every single one of us because we all die for your sins every single day. And that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. We're, we're all God's first burner. We're dying for your sins right now because, because the Jewish people in the land of Israel are the bulwark. This is what he thinks. This is how they think of us, okay? This is, this, this is what he thinks of um, not only just people of, of you know of Christian religion, but non-Jews. Period. This is what he. This is what he thinks. You don't believe me? Look at look into the Talmud and see how they consider non-Jews as cattle, goyim. Okay, and that you are their slaves. So this is how he feels. All right. And Israel is actually losing a lot of Christian support due to this claim, among other things, okay? And um, this is why they're getting the hate that they're getting, okay? Among other things, there's a whole, there's a whole lot that goes on in Israel with their government that um, they're getting the type of hatred, okay? So as we can see that these two, um, Palestine and Israel, they have their issues. They have issues, all right? So let's go see about um, Mr. Trudeau now. how he is uh, adding to the mix. Canadian media ordered to stop referring to Hamas as terrorists. Canadian journalists have been ordered to refrain from referring to members of Hamas as terrorists in order to not offend Islamists. Hmm. But it's not okay, but it's, oh, yeah, not offend them, you know. Never mind what they're doing in other countries right now, you know. 
terrorizing people, especially in Sweden, the no-go zones, the grape gangs, and yeah, don't, don't offend them. Do not refer to Milan soldiers or anyone else as terrorists. The notion of terrorism remains heavily politicized and is a part of the story. CBC Director of Journalist Standards, Greg Archie, wrote in an email to journalists on Saturday. The CBC executive ordered journalists to make sure audiences understand that when quoting someone using this term, they are stating an opinion. Even when quoting clipping a government or a source referring to fighters as terrorists, we should act context and ensure the audience understands this opinion, not fact, he warned. Foxnews.com reports US-based group Stop Anti-Semitism first shared the leaked email on X, formerly known as Twitter. CBC journalists were also urged to avoid calling 2005 to end the end of Israeli occupation. Please do not describe 2005 as the end of the occupation as Israel has maintained control over airspace, seafront, and virtually all movement into or out of this area. The email said, our description should be fact-based, referring to the end of permanent Israel military presence on the ground. A CBC spokesperson confirmed the internal email's legitimacy to Fox News Digital. The CBC characterized the protocol as similar to practices followed by other media outlets. CBC News attributes the words terrorist and terrorism to authorities, politicians, and other officials who use these terms. There is no ban on the, these words. However, we ourselves avoid declaring specific groups terrorists in line with the policies of many reputable news organizations and agencies around the world, the spokesperson said. Take a very good look at Canada. And if you remember the movie V for Vendetta, that is what America will soon be like. It's going to be like Canada. Because, you know, uh, Justin Trudeau, he has control over CBC. Okay, he has control over his country's news networks. They are completely under his control. They can't tell you the truth. The focus of our news coverage is on describing exactly what happened in detail as we have, have with all that has transpired this weekend. Our approach has been consistent and ensured CBC's journalism over the decades of conflict in the Middle East lives up to our commitment to accuracy, balance, and fairness, the statement concluded. Wow, the lies. Some Jewish activists have criticized media outlets for calling Hamas militants or soldiers instead of terrorists since the surprise attack on Israel last Saturday. Soldiers do not kidnap little toddlers. They don't kidnap grandmothers. They do not go around neighborhoods just firing indiscriminately into homes or setting fire, setting fire to bomb the shelters to force people to come out so they can murder them on the spot. Rabbi Abraham Cooper told Fox News Digital on Monday. Anti-Defamation League CEO Jonathan Greenbaugh has been another vocal critic of the media's coverage. He he even chided MSNBC for using soft language while he was a guest on Morning Joe on Monday. I must say, I love this show and I love this network, but I've got to ask who's writing the scripts. Hamas, the people who did this, they got, they're not fighters. They're not militants. I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists. It is a barbarian who rapes who grapes and brutalizes women, who kills children in front of their parents, and then brings them over to Gaza, he said. Around 1,600 people have been killed in the war, including around 900 people in Israel as of Tuesday morning. They're working on both sides. They're trying, they're really trying to get people worked up in a frenzy and it's working unfortunately because uh last week you had in new york you know israeli people in a black car black tinted windows came over and beat up uh palestinian teenagers it's really working there's division all over the world wherever there's uh israeli and arab palestinian they're gonna fight and the media is working to keep it going. That's what it's doing. And it's a, uh, it's a sad situation. All right. And look at uh, George Soros. 
took a look at, uh, a look at him, the person who funded Black Lives Matter. All right. George Soros demanded America and Israel must open doors to Hamas. Let me read that again. George Soros demanded America and Israel must open the doors to Hamas. All right. In a 2007 open, leftist billionaire George Soros outrageously called on America and Israel to open the doors to Hamas. And now that clarion call has come back to haunt him. Following Hamas terrorist attack that resulted in at least 1,200 people in Israel being killed with another 2,700 wounded, MRC called on Soros to provide an explanation for funding the pro-Hamas group Al-Shabaka, which celebrated the terrorist invasion. However, it turns out that Soros has even a longer history of supporting Hamas. Disturbing pro-Hamas headline from his March 19th, 2007 screen posted on his personal website speaks for itself. America and Israel must open doors to Hamas. Soros' outlandish piece was published in the midst of the bloody 2006-2007 Fatah-Hamas conflict. The ensuing carnage of the Battle of Gaza in June 2007 would result in a complete Hamas takeover of the Gaza Strip and the dissolution of the unity government by Palestinian President Mohammed Abbas. The MRC revealed how a radical pro-Hamas group celebrated the genocidal terrorist attacks on Israel. Al-Shabaka was funded with 550,000 by Soros between 2017 and 2021 alone. Hamas had launched thousands of rockets on Israel before proceeding to grave murder and civilians, women and civilians, and kidnap children and the elderly, reaching the boundaries of Israel's borders, claimed Al-Shabaka in a statement expands the Palestinian imagery for possibilities of both resistance and collective freedom. George Soros has consistently and continuously funded the most hateful anti-American and anti-freedom organizations in the world. And that includes terrorist organizations that want to bring an end to a Israeli state, said MRC Business Vice President Dan Schneider. But instead of shining a light on his disgusting plans, legacy media has protected him from criticism. Soros leveled outrageous accusations against former President George W. Bush administration for supporting the Israeli government and its refusal to recognize a Palestinian unity government that includes Hamas. And Soros' insane worldview, Israel not no, um, kowtowing to a murderous terrorist group, precluded any progress towards a peace settlement at a time when such progress could help avert conflagration in the greater Middle East. But as historian Victor Davis Hansen pointed out, October 10th, 2023, ever since Hamas was elected to run Gaza and then followed the usual one election, one time Middle East formula, it has bragged nonstop that its agenda was to erase Israel off the face of the earth. My thing is, it's like, I think this is just a script. Because if people wanted to get rid of George Soros, you know, they would have got rid of him a long time ago. They would have. And you see, you have all these people, their hands in the pot. You got, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu and very uh, Israeli supremacist rabbis, like the one I mentioned. <clears throat> okay. And Black Lives Matter. They're all working to keep us divided. Rabbi Cham is Rabbi Cham uh, Richmond and Jim Long, okay, who are in favor of the Noahide laws, okay. Do your research on the Noahide laws. End times is really I, I, people are gonna get mad, but it's getting biblical. The end times is materializing before our eyes okay and these type of people believe in the talmud they believe in supremacy it's kkk on steroids if you ever get a a, a chance to look at the talmud here's a tweet from victor hansen the late great hamas finally got its wish and ever since hamas was elected to run gaza and then followed the usual one. Yeah, I read this already. Keep going. Toronto Sun editor and interviewist Laurie Goldstein also noted October 7th, 2023, that Hamas doesn't want peace. It wants Israel. In fact, said Goldstein, Hamas has never wanted peace with what it calls Zionist entity. Hamas 
own founding charter from 1980 exposes the futility of negotiating with an Islamist extremist group that has sought the eradication of the state of Israel for decades on religious fundamental grounds. Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Hamas, until Islam obliterated, just as it obliterated others before it, the charter stipulated. In essence, Hamas' pre-existing murderous goal for Israel to cease to, coex to exist undercuts any negotiations. Soros, disturbing words in effect are nothing but pro-Hamas propaganda, which looks even more despicable in retrospect. Soros proceeded in an open attack to attack Israel and the U.S. for refusing to do business with a Palestinian government that included Hamas. Black Lives Matter needs to be, needs to be defunded. You took money from this animal, George Soros. Both Israel and the U.S. seem frozen in their unwillingness to negotiate with a Palestinian authority that includes Hamas. The sticking point is Hamas's unwillingness to recognize the existence of Israel, but that could be made a condition for an, for an eventual settlement rather than precondition of negotiations. Soros has used his fortune to fuel anti-Israel causes over four years. In fact, no single person has done more damage to Israel's standing in the world, especially among so-called progressives than George Soros. According to Harvard Law School professor Demetrius Allen Dershowitz, Israel Heritage Foundation chairman Fairley Weiss wrote in a January 23, 20, 2020, a January 23rd, 2023 article for the Jewish News Service that no one has financed more destructive attacks on Israel and the American Jewish community than George Soros. He is at best a self-hating Jew and shouldn't be let, let off the hook because of his ancestry. And that's, that's the insane part, but you know, George Soros works for the satanic elite, all right? But I strongly, I'll say it again, Black Lives Matter needs to be defunded for taking money from George Soros. Break it up, destroy it. Destroy Black Lives Matter. And I'm a black man saying this. All right. Let's go more into this story. What's going on there? Okay. Here we go for fair use. It's actually quite hard to tell when you're in amongst it exactly how many people are here. Um, at least a few thousand from the helicopter shots that we've seen. It looks like much more. They were expecting at least 10,000. So uh, we'll see what they, the official figures are from the police at the end of the day. Halfway through the march, in the last few minutes, the front has actually passed us. There's quite a lot of noise at the front, a lot of chanting, lots of banners. Um, and from speaking to people here, it's the same message, certainly from the people we've been speaking to, a message of solidarity with Palestinians. Every single person we've spoken to wants to see an immediate ceasefire in Gaza, uh, and they want a humanitarian corridor uh, set up meaningfully. Um, I've been speaking to also some people who um, uh, have come from from different parts of the country here to London. There are other protests ongoing in, in other UK cities, but this is by far the largest. Um, earlier I spoke to uh, Naramay, uh, who is actually from London, and she gave me her sense, a sense of why she felt it was so important for her to come down here today and show her support. Uh, uh, it's appalling. What happened last Saturday makes me feel... I was shocked, really shocked. But what I'm seeing now is just war crime from Israel. That has been for 75 years now. Stop the war, get together and get two states, Palestinian and Israel. And of sorry, that's it. So there are at least an extra 1,000 police officers on the streets here today to help support the stewards and the organisers. Metropolitan Police have been so careful with their language. The language around this conflict is so important. And the police are using words on their social media sites such as describing themselves as independent and impartial as a service. However, they have also 
um, issued a warning that anyone who is holding up mass flags or showing any other support. I, I get behind that woman. I could get behind that woman saying, you know what? Um, we want a meeting of the minds. We want a, you know, a sit down between Israeli leader, Israeli leaders and Palestinian leaders and have peace. I get behind that. And I, and I am for anybody support Hamas. You need to be arrested and put in jail. Period. No time for trolls. No time for games. This is serious. People are being harmed by those animals. Okay. This isn't this is not a game. This is not a joke. And it has to stop. That was has to happen. Okay. Well, I'm done for now. Um Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. If you like donating to the Cash App, feel free to donate to the Cash App. Uh, I'm on Rumble, Radical Thoughts 791, on Spotify, Hard Talk Radio Live in 4K, working on the Patreon. And uh, that's about it. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.